0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amandaman Games Podcast. This is episode 12 of my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. Now, I know I was away for a week, but we are back, and it's pretty packed when it comes to news, and I think the first one, uh, most people already know about this. Animal Crossing is hot. It is selling like crazy. This is coming from Nintendo Everything from Brian. A new report from Superdata reveals that Animal Crossing New Horizons sold 5 million Digital copies worldwide in March. With that success, the Switch title broke the console record for monthly digital game sales. Call of Duty: Black Ops 4 previously held that re- held that record. I don't know what I was gonna say there. I was just like I was just losing my words. It's been a while. We've been away for a week, but we're back. Um, but yeah, this is amazing. This is pretty good. I, I'm I, I'm not surprised by this at all. I think most of us will not be surprised. The amount of people that have come to me who don't usually play video games asking me about this game, whether or not it's good, what's it about. It, it, it's crazy, it, it honestly has, I've never seen a game reach mainstream success like this. I guess I should say Fortnite um, has kind of had a similar wave of mainstream success, but Animal Crossing, the, the amount of people that are talking about this, and I, I honestly don't want to say that it's mainly because of what is happening around the world right now. You know, we need to give credit where it's due, the, the team and Nintendo, and uh, You know, that everyone that worked on this game did an amazing job. It is genuinely an amazing, uh, an, a really fun game, an amazing game. And I think that should also be, be brought up because, uh, you know, obviously we're stuck at home. And this was kind of the game where, you know, there's like a set of checklists, right? There's things that you can do and, and it kind of allows you to do stuff that you might not be able to do right now. You know, it's kind of like that Sims or City feeling where you're building stuff, you're traveling, you're meeting friends, stuff like that. So I do understand why right now it could be uh, it could be like that's the game that we need, which is what's being said quite a bit. But I think in general, you know, it is a really, really good game. Anyone out there that hasn't played this game or has a Switch and is thinking about getting this game. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what, what you're waiting about, what you're waiting for. I know that it's it's a game that's not, you know, not necessarily for everyone, at least from the looks of it. I thought the same thing when I got into Animal Crossing on the 3DS, right? I was like, why is this th- game a thing? Why why, why are people playing this, right? And when I started playing it, I was like, wow, like, this is genuinely a fun game. This is generally such a, such a cool, fun experience. It's so relaxing. It can be very intense, you know, especially with the turnip exchange. We'll definitely talk about that later on. But yeah, like, I, I think anyone that ha- doesn't have this game, you should definitely go out and, and get this game. And uh, another part of this article was also saying that apparently it, Roughly matched the first month digital sales of Super Smash Bros. and Pokemon Sword and Shield put together. So I mean, this game is it's it's at this point Nintendo will definitely take Animal Crossing more seriously. Not that it wasn't already, but now this Animal Crossing is at at the top with Super Smash, with Mario, with Metroid, with Pokemon, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I think we'll be we'll be getting some really really cool updates. We already have. But I'm pretty sure now it's Nintendo seeing this, they're realizing, they're like, you know what? There's a lot of money to be made here. So I'm hoping good things will come off this. The next one, uh, a little unfortunate news. Obviously, it's all rumors. We don't know. Uh, but it does come from a, from a respectable website. This is coming from Bloomberg by Taka, Takashi Mochizuki and Yuki Furuka, Furukawa. Uh, I apologize if I'm butchering those names. Sony plans limited PlayStation 5 output in first year. Sony Corporation plans to produce far fewer units of its upcoming PS5 in its first year than it had for the previous generation console's launch, according to people familiar with the matter. The Tokyo-based tech giant is limiting its initial production run in part because it expects the PS5's ambitious specs to weigh on demand by leading to a high price at launch, the people said, asking not to be identified because the subject is private. The global COVID-19 pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device but not its production capacity, they added. The company has told Assembly Partners it would make 5 to 6 million units of the PS5 in the fiscal year ending March 2021, according to other people involved in the machine supply chain. When Sony released the PS4 in November 2013, it sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters. So, I mean, I understand what they're saying that obviously they're not Producing as much, I mean, but looking at it, the fact that PS Four sold seven point five million units in its first two quarters, and they are trying to make around six million by the end of that end of fiscal year March twenty twenty one. If it does come out in November, if it does, obviously we don't know. That's like four months, right? So four months, they have like six million units on the shelves. Hopefully, maybe, uh, you know, I like I, I think I think it should be fine. Like the difference between the, the, the PS4, like the overall, I mean, obviously, the thing is, it's telling us the amount of units that were sold for PS4. So we don't know, even though it was 7.5 million units that were sold, we don't know how many of them were actually shipped or produced. So, I, I but at the same time, like I, I think this, is, this shouldn't be looked upon as, you know, Sony being worried about their console or th- anything like that. Uh, at the same time, obviously, they've already kind of identified that it's not because of production issues. Is mainly because of the price. So I think that is also adding to what most of us are expecting the price to be. I think most people are expecting the price to be around 499 USD. USD. Um, I know that it's also come out by some people that might be 549 I just don't see that happening. I, I haven't I haven't seen or have I no I, I yeah I don't think I have seen a console come out with a 49 at the end. So I don't know it just it just feels weird for people for it to come out at 549 Four ninety nine seems to be that that price that is acceptable that people will be okay with. Um, the thing that I was more worried about is that you know the the fact that they are reducing the overall amount overall amount of PS 5s that they're producing, it could mean that they might even push past um five forty nine. So I was like, okay, if it's four ninety nine, um, and and PS four came out at three ninety nine, right? And this is obviously we're not adjusting the PS three PS four price for inflation or anything like that, right? So four four ninety nine is pretty okay. It's not. Is obviously still a luxury item, but it, uh, and you know the climate right now is, is is not too great when it from from an economic standpoint, but it's still a, a price that people can get behind. So I'm in my mind thinking that the reason that they are reducing the overall number of production uh, number of units produced is because they might actually be hitting 599 because they had they are having issues kind of bringing the overall price down. I know there, there were a few reports coming out here and there. So that would be the main main concern. I think it is possible at this point based on this report by Bloomberg. Obviously we don't know and you know we we'll always talk about some leaks, a lot of leaks have been happening in the past week or so. So you know like I know I've been away for a week and like just coming back in there's so many so many leaks, so many things to kind of get through but I'm I I am hoping that you know Sony understands that okay like 599 it, it, it's 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 already kind of going back to that PS3 Era. you know when ps3 came out and it was around six nine nine five nine nine. i think it was it was both those prices right i think one was like a lower model and one was like a higher model in terms of the space but that's pushing it you're not going to be able to sell a lot especially in this climate so like hopefully sony knows what they're doing sony has a pretty good game plan they they do tend to have a, the, the a pulse in the right place they have like they, they kind of know what's happening what to do when you know so i won't i won't put it I'm gonna put it aside that they don't they, they don't know what's happening, especially so many people talking about the price and, and they're keeping they're keeping their ears to the ground when it comes to what people are saying about the price. So there's no way that they, they will come out just five nine nine automatically. Now if if Xbox comes out and says that their console is gonna be six nine nine or six fifty, right? Like obviously I'm I'm hoping that that's not the case. I don't think it will, but like let's say Xbox comes out at like six fifty, then I can totally see uh, PS4 coming out and saying here is our, our console 550 or 599, something like that, you know, like, I can totally see that happening, but who knows, we'll see, uh, from some reports, we should be, we, we will be seeing pretty soon. I will, I'll definitely talk about that part. Um, uh, some of the, some of the next stuff I actually brought up from, from Reddit, just because, um, it was just some leaks and it was getting a lot of traction and I just wanted to bring it up. You know, I just, I, I like talking about leaks, right? Like there's a lot of stuff that's happening. Uh, I, I think, these leaks are just happening right now because of all the stuff that's been canceled, all the events that has been canceled. So we kind of expected these leaks to come, right? So this is coming from Reddit, from a user called Utopian Throwaway ninety. So based on according to him, according to him or her, this this there are some games that will be announced this year. Um, Spider Man two, kind of we kind of expected some sort of announcement with the PS five. For a twenty twenty one release, I feel like I, I there was a similar report a while back. I, I I would not put that aside. I think that will definitely happen. Assassin's Creed codename Ragnarok or Kingdom apparently had a twenty twenty release. That's pretty surprising because by April or May, usually Ubisoft announces their uh, next Assassin's Creed game, right? So it's it's been a while, and we don't know it might be delayed. Um, Batman a, th- a new Batman game, uh, fall of twenty twenty release. Uh, we know that Warner Brothers has been teasing for a while, or Warner Brothers Montreal at least. So that would be pretty great. Harry Potter RPG 2021 release. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. Rockste- it's Rocksteady's next game 2021 release. Um, apparently, it's DC related. So even though Rocksteady's not doing Batman, it's still a DC universe. I honestly don't know what they can do. I'm try- I keep trying to think, uh, like, what, what superhero could they move from Batman? Superman is too hard to do. It's my opinion, right? You can't. Play a character that's literally invincible unless someone has, uh, you know, Kryptonite. Like, they kind of did that with Injustice, right? That everyone somehow has Kryptonite something. Like, they have Kryptonite, like, you know, boots and armor and whatnot. So you can fight Superman in those games. But, like, I don't know, in, in a proper game, like an open-world game, the fact that everyone has Kryptonite for that specific game, like, it just it just feels weird. But who knows? It could have been cool. Um, City is a pretty talented developer, so they could, they could probably nail it. Um, Fable 4 2021 release. This is kind of expected, too. Forza Sport 8 2020 release. Uh, Xbox 3's X launch title. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that's kind of expected, too. Star Wars, code name, code name Maverick. I think this was a, a, a leak that we saw before 2020 release. A Rogue Squadron-style game. I was never a big fan of Rogue Squadron uh, type of stuff, uh, like the, the the vehicular battles or, or space battles or whatever, but I, I'm definitely down to try it. I've The main st- types of Star Wars games I, would, I, I played growing up were um the Star Wars Episode 1 Racer I love that game and of course just the the mainline series right mainline series in terms of the the movies so whenever the movie would have a tie-in game I would always play those I know like some of them were not that good but some of them were pretty good I think I think that's like a lost art in my opinion the the movie tie-in game there was a time when movie tie-in games were genuinely fun and genuinely good and I, I could be the only one that thinks this way so I I, I you know like you don't need to take me at my word, but like I definitely thought at one point they were like one of the best games ever. Uh, moving on, so Resident Evil 8 2021 release. Yep, this kind of makes sense. Uh, it's been a while since Resident Evil 7 came out, and you know, they've been remaking and stuff like that, but but Resident Evil 8 definitely, yeah. Peaky Blindness game. Okay, so this one already has leaked. This is, I, I should have probably like uh, prefaced this with this. This is kind of why I brought it because this person leaked. Uh, these titles and also mentioned the Peaky Blinders game and we just saw the Peaky Blinders game get announced. It's like a top-down strategy type of a game, uh, kind of like a stealth action game. I love Peaky Blinders. I will definitely play this game. I'm so excited for this. Like, it, 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 it didn't look what I thought it would in my brain. I was thinking more like a third-person action game, but when I saw it, I was like, you know what? I love this world. I'm in. We're trying to get like the whole get-up, wear it and stream it and stuff like that. It'll be really, really fun. Hopefully, let's see. Uh, let's see what happens. A new triple A Marvel project from Avalanche Studios just got creators, So that'd be pretty cool. If they make, I think they should definitely um, make a, a Daredevil game. Daredevil game will be so fun. It will be so fun. I can totally see that because Iron Man, there's already Iron Man VR coming out. I doubt they'll be making like an Iron Man full, like full Iron Man game. I can see a Hulk game as well. But because of the Marvel's Avengers coming out as well, I just don't see any of the mainline people that's in the Marvels Avengers having their own solo game alongside you know Iron Man VR is VR specific right? So that's like a different thing. But if they can make like a Daredevil game or a Punisher game, oh my God, a Punisher game will be so much better. Like any of those, right it would be so fun. And this next one, new AAA Marvel project from Nether Realms. So for anyone that doesn't know, like I found this a little weird first of all because Nether Realms is owned by Warner Brothers, right? It's not like Nether Realms is like its own studio. And Warner Brothers uh, you know licenses out their properties to them or anything like that. Warner Brothers owns Nether, Nether Realms, right? So like I said, like, I, I, there were more leaks about this. Um, I didn't bring that into, into my document today, but I still want to talk about this. This would be very interesting. I first of all, I want to know what the conversation was between Warner Brothers who owned DC, uh, having a conversation with with Marvel and, and Disney saying that yeah, like you can use one of our studios to make one of your games, right? Uh, you know, we've seen crazy things happen with Sony and Spider-Man and Marvel, so it's possible that they came to some agreement, but does does this mean that Capcom is done with uh, Marvel vs. Capcom? Because that's kind of what I'm getting from this, is that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite that came out obviously didn't perform as well as they had hoped, and now Marvel is like, okay, we're taking this property away from you, you've had it for a very long time. It's time to go to someone else and they're seeing how Nether Realms is doing so well with Mortal Kombat, with Injustice, that I man, this is actually the more I think about it, it would be so cool. It would be such a cool fighting game. And oh my god, if they can, if look, if this conversation is already happening, right? If this is already happening, why not just do an MK versus Marvel game at this point? Right? Like you're already licensing it out to some a team that's owned by Warner Brothers, you know. Under the same umbrella as DC and stuff like that, like if you're already giving it to them, like okay, first release a, a Marvel fighting game, right? Get the characters out there, get people excited. You know, Nether Realms is obviously just killing it with these fighting games, and then all of a sudden, like create, like have like a crazy announcement. Maybe next E3 or the, or E3 after that, Marvel versus versus DC. You know, Nether Realms behind it. I think people would be would be so behind that. That'll be so cool. We can finally get a Thor versus Superman. You know, uh, Iron Man versus Batman. It'll be so cool. I would I would be so down for that game, but all these I mean this looks pretty cool. Obviously, I'll keep reporting on uh the the legitimacy of of any of these reports or any of these games like uh, in the future episodes. But I just I just like speculating. I love I love this stuff. I love leaks. You know, it's especially right now when we are just so starved for information with everything that's happening. Anytime I see anything like this, I get so excited. So I, I you can probably tell from my voice, but you know. Okay, moving on. This is coming from Chandler Wood from PlayStation Lifestyle. Apparently, there's a Sony event incoming. So this is kind of, I, I, you know, we, we expected this. We definitely expected a PS5 event before June, before E3. Um, and this is coming from, uh, this is a pretty respectable website as well. Uh, official PlayStation Magazine may have just given us a better timeline for when we can expect to see Sony reveal the PS5 in its entirety. In its June issue, available now digitally, on sale physically early next month, it confirmed that the July issue would reveal the latest games coming to PS5 and how they'll play. The OPM July 2020 issue will go on sale physically uh, June 2nd, but will be available digitally shortly before that. More, uh, more or less confirming the speculation that Sony is getting ready for a PS5 reveal sometime in May. After all, Sony will want to unveil the details of the next-gen console itself ahead of discussion about, uh, about the PS5 games. Uh, I think that's kind of what we're heading towards in terms of both Microsoft and Sony. So I'll I'll kind of keep going down and, again, going, uh, kind of sticking to all the leaks and stuff like that. Again, sticking with with Reddit. Uh, So, you know, take this with a grain of salt because I know a lot of people don't trust a lot of this stuff. But, again, like this is just me going through it, um, seeing what people were saying about these posts and stuff like that, and then kind of bringing bringing it in for this episode. So apparently there might be, this is coming from Mr. Rendoro from Reddit, uh Microsoft Digital Event is apparently scheduled for May 4th or May 6th. So that's that's literally next week. Let me let me check my calendar like right now. Yeah, that's that's next week. That's gonna be we'll see, right? Like by by the next episode, uh we'll we'll have a better idea. And the Sony digital event is scheduled for the week after that. So May 13th or May 14th. Right? So uh I'm just gonna quickly skim through this to see if there, if there's anything anything cool in terms of Microsoft, um Xbox Game Studios will be showing two new games. Uh, one from Obsidian apparently. Um, the other one doesn't say. Um, Everwild gameplay. I think that's from the rare studio that we saw at at, at I think what was it called? It was something Xbox X O twenty twenty or X O twenty nineteen or whatever it was. So we we're gonna be seeing some gameplay for that with a release date. We can finally see some gameplay of Elden Fucking Ring. Oh my God, man! I've been ever since I complete Sekiro this year. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for anything from software. I'm playing Dark Souls. Remaster. I'm playing Dark Souls three right now. I'm just in love with anything from from software done. Uh, software does. So I'm so excited that we can finally see something, and we might even get a release date. I'm 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 hoping it's 2020. I was a little worried that because of how everything's getting pushed, um, they might push their their game to 2021 as well. But I'm I'm really I'm I'm just deep down hoping they'll be like, no, it's coming out in a couple of months. Because the problem is if if this announcement thing happens in May. Right. Um, they only have until like, let's say, September, October before the new consoles to be to kind of say that, OK, this is when the, the game's going to come out in that range. Uh, otherwise, it will be, oh, it's going to be a launch title. Right. Which is also like not not bad, but I just don't see I just don't see from software doing that. I don't know. I don't know why I feel like they'll be targeting mainly the the PS4, the Xbox one uh, console base right now. Um, but it's possible, like I said, like I, the way everything is being pushed, is very possible that. They might announce to release it and it's like June 2021 or March 2021, right? Uh, that's more likely to be honest, like the more I think about it. And obviously, that's unfortunate, but whatever, that's fine. Um, a new little game from Mojang, or Mojang, I should say. Uh, and apparently, it's not Dungeons. Uh, Their Santa Monica Studio for Xbox uh, will be there with a short teaser for, for a game they don't know what it is. Uh, Halo Infinite will also be there. Uh, a VR game from In Exile, apparently. Uh, released it for Double Fine's game Psychonauts Two. Um, Sega will apparently announce a bunch of old games for Game Pass. Uh, this deal was made back in twenty eighteen. I know there was some weird stuff happening about, um, Xbox possibly or Microsoft possibly buying Sega. But I I think we can kind of put that to bed. We know that's not that's not really going to happen. Uh, and apparently there's gonna be, there might be like a Capcoms, and for Sony apparently there might be like a uh, Capcom might be announcing like a new IP. Maybe Alice is going to be announcing a new IP. Uh, and like nothing. And nothing too concrete. I just want to kind of go through it really quickly just because of, you know, we, we've seen these leaks happen on Reddit and some of them come true and stuff like that. So I just want to kind of bring it up just because just to get everyone excited. You know, we have I, obviously there's like one big news towards the end of the of the episode that that has been happening. But I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Hopefully, hopefully at least we, we hear about Elden Ring. I honestly don't care about anything else at this point. I just want I just want to know more about Elden Ring. That That game is going to be so good. I'm so excited. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, oh my god, a week away, we'll see. So um, uh, this next thing apparently just is, I feel like this is something that most of us know at this point, uh, this is coming from Phil Spencer himself, just tweeting it out that next gen console will be a big jump. So basically, he's just reply, replying to someone saying, uh, I'm very focused on the work we are doing around dynamic latency input. In my view, the feel of games, this upcoming generation will change as dramatically as any sense, two D to three D, given CPU upgrade, DLI, memory bandwidth, and SSD, and I mean, I I generally I I do agree with them in general, just because you do see how limited the Xbox consoles, uh, Xbox and PS four consoles were were in general because of stuff like the hard drive, stuff like the CPU, right? We don't we don't really think about it too much, um, unless like you know you have a lot of experience building building gaming PCs. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm in no way, like, I mean, you. if you've seen, uh, like, I heard one of my earlier episodes where I talk about building a gaming PC, I'm in no way an expert. You can tell from that episode, right? But, like, just seeing what a PC, a gaming PC, can do with those specs, right? And, like, we know already, we already know uh, the specs for both PS4 and Xbox. Like, I can only imagine, and, and these consoles are meant for gaming, right? With PC, the thing is, when you have these CPUs, when you have the GPUs, right? They're not meant only for gaming, right? They're meant for other stuff as well. People using Premiere Pro, Photoshop, rendering, making games, stuff like that, right? Like there's so many things you can do. So like the fact that these consoles will have the the same specs as what a high end what a high end PC would have right now, right? Even PS4 with this nine point whatever tera, teraflops, right? That's still that's still a pretty upper, like not it might not be the full on high end, but it is like up there, right? It's not like a, a mid tier. Or like a lower mid-tier type of a PC or anything like that. So the fact that we're getting these consoles with that much power, and you know they're gonna be they're gonna be used only for gaming. So many times we see, you know, even uh, games that have consoles that have like six teraflops, like Xbox One X or PS4 Pro that has four teraflops of, of GPU power. You see how games run? Games still run at 30 FPS, right? But if you have a, a PC with four teraflops or six teraflops, right? Uh, just a GPU c- equivalent. And, but but it has like a better CPU. Uh, just as it has a PC architecture, which the new consoles will have. You, games will run at 60 FPS. Games will run way better in general, right? So we can. I already see that with PC, the way you can tweak everything and how games run. That just makes me more and more excited because I know that, especially for exclusives, like how they will be solely focused on those consoles and like what they can do, right? So I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm more and more getting excited for these. For these consoles. Hopefully we get an announcement soon for when we can pre-order because yeah, considering that we're not being, we're not gonna be getting at that many units, we 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 have to pre-order this, like we have no choice at this point. Um so the next article, uh this this is coming from metro.code.uk from game central. Um GTA 6 map will apparently be huge. I think this is coming off the heels of Jason Schreier kind of talking about the next GTA game and how it apparently might be kind of smaller compared to uh, the uh, the earlier GTA games. So uh, this article states, there still hasn't been any kind of official announcement from Rockstar Games, but recent reports suggest that GTA 6 is definitely their next big project, with the question now being exactly how far along the game is. Journalist Jason Schreier, who was behind the most recent report, stated that the game is still in early development and that the next GTA still ha- is still a ways away. But other insiders seem to disagree. Streamer ninety three who is followed by Rockstar and predicted Dan Houser's departure long before it happened, has stated that Shry was wrong and that the map will be huge with work beginning on GTA 6 in 2014. According to Liberty 93, the story for GTA 6 was already completed before Dan Hauser left, which is believable as often the, the script is the first thing to be finalized in a Rockstar game with, with voice actor recording starting almost straight away. Liberty 93 first made the claims on Reddit and in French via a live stream, but while, red, while the Reddit thread and its replies remain, his original post has since been deleted. Fellow insider Tez Fund 2 also has suggested that GTA 6 is at least halfway done, but as respected as they both are in fan circles, neither has the clout or the rel- reliability of Jason Schreier. So this was just interesting. I just want to bring this up because I think we're all wondering what Rockstar is doing. Uh, we kind of had an idea that they're obviously working on GTA, but we don't know when it's gonna come out, right? Usually they are, they are kind of taking like five years or four years, um, in between games. Twenty thirteen was GTA five, uh, then twenty eighteen was obviously Red Dead Redemption two. I think, I I think GTA four was also like maybe two thousand nine, two thousand ten, something like that, right? So it, that was also like like three or four years before that, before um, uh, GTA five, or no, actually before in between that we had Red Dead Redemption two. Red Dead Redemption one I should say. So yeah I mean I think obviously like they, they are slowing down because of how big games are becoming um I would I would love for a new GTA to come out soon, but considering the amount of games that we already have coming this year and the amount of games that we, we will be having next year with the new gen next gen consoles and stuff like that, I don't mind. I don't mind you know take your time with GTA 6. We have a, we have a lot of games already coming out I'm uh, talking about new games with new release dates, uh, this comes from Matt Kim from IGN. Deadly Premonition 2 is getting a release date or has got a release date. Um, uh, The sequel to the uh, 2010 cult hit will be released on July 10th, 2020 for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Deadly Premonition 2 lets you explore a new mystery as FBI Special Agent York set in both present-day Boston and the fictional town of Lacare, Louisiana. Deadly Premonition 2 is both a sequel and and a prequel to the original mystery game. Now, the first one I remember when it came out, it didn't really get the best of reviews. Like, it didn't get really, really good reviews at all. So I never checked it out. And I was just surprised to hear that it became like this cult hit and people are like, oh, you need to play this game. It's like, it's one of the best stories. It's this and that. And when I would see gameplay, I'm like, like, really this? And I feel like I'm doing the same thing that I did to Animal Crossing. So I definitely should, you know, give it a, a, proper, uh, a proper try at some point. Uh, I think the first one has come out on Nintendo Switch as well. So I might I might try that out at some point. But who knows? I'm, this is exciting. I know... has a pretty pretty big fan following at this point so this must be like really really great for them um hopefully you know it's not as glitchy or buggy as the first one because i know that was like a big thing and i'm pretty excited to try it i'm pretty excited to just let's get into this world and see what it's all about maybe i'll just go straight into the deadly promination 2 since it's both apparently a, a prequel and a sequel so hopefully hopefully kind of fills in the gap either way for people like myself who haven't played the first game uh this next one is I think the grand finale, this was something that I think you know everyone's pretty excited about, everyone's pretty happy about. This comes from Joe screbbles on IGN. The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima have a release date. It's kind of weird after the whole indefinite delay thing, and obviously I'm not really talking about it too much, but there's a lot of leaks happening about The Last of Us Part 2. So please avoid it. Do your best. You know, put any filters you need to on your Twitter on online, whatever you need to do. Um So from the article, after being delayed indefinitely, The Last of Us Part 2 will be released on June 19th with Ghost of Tsushima pushed back to July 17th. Announcing the news on PlayStation Blog, Sony Interactive Entertainment head of Worldwide Studios, Herman Hulst, said he wants to personally congratulate and thank both the teams at Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch on their achievements as we know it's not an easy feat to reach the finish line under these circumstances. Both teams have worked hard to deliver world-class experiences. And we can't wait to see what you think of them when they release in just a few short months. So I just wanted to kind of, one thing I wanted to bring up, okay. So initially, Lasso's Part 2 was coming out end of May, okay. Like I, I think it was May 20th, May 25th, something like that, right. And, or maybe May 19th. I can obviously check this, but it was definitely not the first two weeks of May. Like that's for sure. So first, I want to get that out of the way. So they did this whole thing with a delay of the game. They don't even, they remove it from PSN. They say it's, it's delayed indefinitely. And then they come out and say, oh, by the way, yeah, this game is coming out June 19th. If this game was coming out May 19th, that's a one month difference. You're tell, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm just creating like some conspiracy theories in my brain. I'm just so confused. The whole thing was that they wanted to delay delayed because there was going to be issues, uh, like logistical issues, right? So they weren't going to be able to get enough Uh, disk in the hand of people so in 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 this period like what what happened i just want to know how they were able to kind of go from saying this is delayed indefinitely all of a sudden being like oh yeah it's going to come out literally a month later and yeah no problem and on ghost of tsushima obviously they kept saying that ghost of tsushima is still on track it's not delayed not delayed not whatever and now all of a sudden it's like oh here you go it's delayed by the way and we know they might they'll they'll obviously claim that that uh, Ghost of Tsushima is delayed for, you know, different reasons. Maybe they need more time or not really that they needed more time or or whatever. But it's definitely being delayed in my in my opinion because of the fact that Last of Us is coming out in June. There's no way these two big games can come out literally in the same month. There's no way. They're going to lose so much sales from that just because of clashes, right? They'd rather everyone dedicate themselves to, to buying Last of Us Part 2 in May or sorry, in June and then Ghost of Tsushima in July. I just think... I just think there's like, uh, in my opinion, what I was thinking in my brain was that The Last was Part 2 was not completed or there were some development issues and they were just not able to hit the May release date, right? This is, again, I could be wrong and I'm most likely wrong. I'm even, I'm, I'm even gonna say that. I'm even gonna say that, you know? I'm most likely wrong about this. I'm just kind of putting out what I, I think, right? What What's going on in my brain. Just because of how it went from You know, obviously, February release date to May release date, and then literally uh, in the beginning of April, they're like, oh, sorry, we're going to delay it because of logistical issues. We don't know what's going to come out. Indefinite delay. And then all of a sudden, they somehow got like the the, the required production lineup or whatever. They figure out this this logistical issues that they were kind of talking about or was the the, the main reason why the game got delayed. All of a sudden, all that stuff is fixed. And they're like, oh, yeah, so so it's only going to be going to be a delay for, for May. Like, the fact that they m- said it was indefinite, the fact that they've removed it from PSN, I'm like, okay, no. Like, it, I think it was honestly because of some issues with the game. Maybe the game wasn't up to par. Maybe there was something that they needed to fix, and they, they just kind of used this as a way to say, look, we already delayed this game kind of like a few times, and like, you know, doing it again, it just, just doesn't look good. So, you know what? Let's just Let's just say it's indefinite. Let's just go back. Let's just take our time, and, you know, like... Once everything is done, we'll come back and, you know, we'll, we'll announce the, the proper release date. So I don't know if it's because of all the leaks that are happening now that it is it coming. I mean, like, think about it, right? Like all the leaks are happening and now they're coming out at the same time saying that, here you go. There's a release date for this game that just leaked like a couple of days back. So I I think that they definitely reached a point where, where they finally were at a point where like, okay, we're basically done with the game now. So now we can kind of release it sometime in June. And then all these leaks happen and they're like, okay, you know what? Announce it now. Announce it now. Throw it out right, right now so people know it's coming, around, coming out in June, right? So people don't need to worry or people don't need to like look at the spoilers or anything like that. Like, you know, that's kind of what I like. I don't know. Maybe again, like I'm maybe I'm thinking too much into this and like obviously Naughty Dog has come out and said so many times that it's because of log- logistical issues that they have a pretty good work from home environment. So they're getting everything done. But, you know, I don't know. I think I'm I, I, we'll see when the game comes out and you know we'll see if if there's any like bugs or issues or anything like that like this is one of the games that I'm so excited about I was so I was waiting for it for so long and you know once it got delayed from Feb to May I was like yeah that's that's no problem you know that happens but like just this April delay and I know that I'm not the only one that like thought about it this way as well it w- it would just seems so so fishy in terms of like what happened like it just happened so suddenly I understood Um, uh, you know, and like, again, like see another reason, like another thing that I was thinking about was like, how come they, if they figured out Last of Us Part 2's um, like production thing. And again, like they never even said anything about Ghost of Tsushima and whether or not there was any logistical issues for that. It was just for Last of Us Part two and Iron Man VR. I'm confused as to why Iron Man VR isn't also there with a new release date, right? Again, it goes back to my thought process that it is possible that these games just needed more time. And if you need more time, that's perfectly fine. That that's like no problem at all. I feel like it's just very it's, it's just important to be transparent with your customers, right? But at the same time, like I said, like very very high chance that I'm completely wrong about this and I'm I'm just going going overboard with my with my conspiracy theories. But the the main thing is we finally have release date for both both the games. You know, like uh, hopefully I'm I'm probably going to be buying both of these games uh, uh digitally. I just don't see the point in. You know, some games I don't mind physical just because, you know, I, I understand like a lot of people prefer physical games because um, you can sell them. Um, when it comes to games like Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, you know, God of War, Spider Man, I always prefer buying those games digital just because I, I, all my games are going to carry over to PS5, right? So I want to have these games with me. And they're going to run better, they're going to look better, and stuff like that. And they're, they're going to be games that I want to play again at some point, right? So I I think I'm definitely gonna buy these games digital. So I I'll be I'm fortunate that way that I don't need to worry about the the physical copies. But hopefully this means that anyone that wants a physical copy will be able to get it. And hopefully we'll know about Iron Man VR as well, right? Like I think uh, I have a PSVR, so I'm pretty excited to try that game out. And that game was getting really really good previews. So hopefully that one also comes out, and we'll know about that. And you know who knows? Who knows? Maybe Jason Schreier. I know he's at. I, I, he's a, at Bloomberg, maybe? I know he, he's, uh, he's, he left Kotaku and he's gone to another another um, company, another reporting website. So maybe, maybe, he, maybe he might uh, find some more information about it, right? So who knows? It'll be pretty interesting to see what happens. But again, maybe it's just me who's thinking this way. So that's it for the news. We're going to go on to the games I have been playing. Uh, a lot of games. A lot of games I've been playing. So I, I'm going to quickly go over Animal Crossing, which is like my weekly thing to do just killing it on the turnip exchange. I just want to say that. The the I'm saying turnip exchange, I should say turnips, because I, I use a thing called turnip exchange, which I think most of us who are playing Animal Crossing kind of know about. Um, And obviously Reddit also has like really great threads if you want to be able to get good prices for your turnips, but I basically paid off my entire house. Everything is done. I'm just messing around and just buying stuff and building bridges and stuff like that. I haven't done any of the terraforming stuff. I just don't feel like changing anything just yet. I'm probably gonna just buy a bunch of furniture, and stuff like that. It's it's weird because once I reach this point where my house is completely done, my island is over three stars and stuff like that, it's like okay, like what do I do? Right, the only drive that I had was to was to pay for my house. You know, now I'm just like oh my god, like I'm basically done. And uh, you know, but obviously there, uh, the the great thing about Nintendo and and Animal Crossing is they they do keep giving you cool updates. Um, and I, I I've lost that drive to collect fish. And collect all these insects and stuff like that. I feel like I I, I get into it like slowly, I think. I think I'm, I'm again like I've spent like 50 hours in that game already. So I feel like if it was any other game that you would pay 60-60 USD or 90 Canadian dollars for, that's like you got your fill. You know right? 50 hours is like more more than a, a 60 game at this point. So like I've already got my fill, but obviously there's so much more to do if you really really enjoy that stuff, right? If you really enjoy you know, adding stuff to your house, making it look good, adding the furniture, stuff like that. So I'm definitely gonna start doing that. Or at least try doing that, and hopefully Nintendo adds some extra stuff on top of it. Like who knows? I'm I'm pretty excited to kind of keep playing and just kind of I I go on there for like five ten minutes, you know, every day just to check out stuff here and there, get the fossils, stuff like that. So it's still gonna be like my daily game to check up check up on. But I think that initial drive that I had where I would spend hours and hours on that game, I think that's kind of gone. But who knows? That's I think that's with most games. Um, uh, the other game I've been playing is Monster Hunter World I've been streaming this with, with one of my friends Sebi, uh who was also on, on one of the earlier episodes for this podcast and it's been great this game is so fun when you play it with friends I just want to say that like I played this game on my PS4 um, alone and I played like 20 hours and uh, okay one thing that's definitely helping me right now is I guess because of Iceborne um, everyone that starts Monster Hunter World they they, they give you like this next level, uh, a sword, a next level type of sword, next level type of armor, right? it's called the alpha defender something. So basically having those, that armor set and that like swords and, or like whatever your weapon of choice is, it definitely helps because you do a lot of damage. It has some cool elemental damage to it as well. So that's one thing that helps. It doesn't mean that the entire, I, I feel like I should definitely say that because, you know, I don't want you to think I'm cheating this on this game. It's definitely still hard, right? Um, there was a couple of bosses, or a couple of monsters that I had to fight on my own because it was like an expedition and expeditions. I think that's, I'm definitely gonna talk about how annoying it is for, for co-op in this game. I think this has already been talked about many, many times before and other podcasts, other news service, news uh, reporting sites and stuff like that. But yeah, I wanna talk about it too. Like, like I had to fight a few monsters on my own and it was pretty, it was still pretty, t- pretty tough in these expeditions, right? Even with all this armor set, you still have to be careful. You still have to like, you know, get your health up all the time. Um, and yeah, but like, this game was really, really fun. We've, we've basically made it past the point I reached uh, when I played the game for like 20 hours on my PS4 because I was always upgrading my stuff. I was doing like side expeditions, you know, to keep getting stuff to like an upgrade. Um, and I've kind of reached all that, that point in like five or six hours, right? And I can I think that's expected because they want you to go to Iceborne, right? But um, the co-op thing is great when, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I don't get why I can't just play the game fully, like, throughout uh, throughout the whole thing with a friend, right? It's like a weird thing where you will get there, uh, you have to get past the cutscene, so you have to, like, find stuff, you will have to, like, do whatever, like, a weird mission or quest is, a quest is for that area, then when you see the monster and you are ready to attack or are having the battle with the monster, that's when your friend can join. And I just don't get that. So Sebi is just kind of waiting while I'm like playing the game and I'm trying to find this monster. It's not like the monster is just right on the map. Here you go. You need to kind of like track it, right? You need to find like footprints, you need to find its saliva or whatever, or drool or or whatever, you know? And then you can finally like track it and find it. And that can take some, that, that can take a while sometimes that, as if anyone that's been watching my streams has seen. So it's kind of like, okay, so he's just like waiting on the side. Like why couldn't he just be doing this with me? Like why, I know that's the thing because a couple of the missions he's able to start with me and track monsters with me. But a lot of the other ones, if there's a cutscene, you have to wait until the cutscene is done. And that's so frustrating. I just don't get that. I think, I think if that thing wasn't there, overall, this is like such a great multiplayer game. And in my opinion, this is uh, the only reason I'm playing that game and having a good time with it is because it's multiplayer. Playing that game alone, I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to, because I, I think maybe with this armor set, I could, but before like having to upgrade my armor set and like you know struggling against certain monsters and uh sebi also comes from the back from like a monster hunter background he's played like all of them he loves loves these games so he was able to kind of guide me in that way and like it's kind of like dark souls right a lot like dark souls and Sekiro or stuff like that there's a lot of stuff that they don't tell you about but once you find out about it or someone guides you through it it really really opens up the game and that's kind of what i felt with this game right and uh, it, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to play Iceborne for sure and whatever Monster Hunter World 2, whatever comes out in the future, I'll probably play that as well. But as, as long as Semi plays with me, right? I think I, as long as I have someone to play with, I'm definitely definitely in this game. So, like, I think that was, I, I'm having a really great time with that. I played Bioshock 2. I've been streaming that a bit as well. Uh, Bioshock 2 is great. It's, it has a really cool story. I mean, like, um, we're basically playing as a big daddy in this one. Uh, I still haven't uncovered too much. A lot more action. In this game, not as not as scary as the first one, not as many twists. At least up to the point I've gotten. Obviously, I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone, even if it's a really old game. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But I'm gonna I'm obviously gonna keep playing it. Pretty interesting. I know that the the DLC is supposed to be really really good for this game. So I'm pretty excited to kind of check that out. Uh, I finished Portal One and Two. Amazing games. I feel like everyone knows how amazing Portal are. Portal those games are. Portal Portal Two. Oh my God! Like Portal Two was like such a huge step from Portal 1, right? I played Portal 1 and I'm like, wow, this is really, really cool. You know, you, I, you can see certain things and I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty fun. And then, but but Portal 2, when you start playing that and Stephen Merchant, like his voice acting, GLaDOS, like what, uh, just it's just so amazing. J.K. Simmons as well. And like they really, really stepped up with the, the puzzles. In Portal 1, you were always in the facility, whereas Portal 2, you kind of go in and out of the facilities, right? So it's really, really cool how they incorporate those puzzles in like real life environments or at least real life in, in Valve universe, right? And it's it's really really well done. It's so fun, and like I'm oh man, I, I mean I know I know it's, I I don't know why I'm I, I'm saying this or I, I know it's not gonna happen, but Portal Three, man, please come on Valve. I know you've already made Half Life, Alex, like just just give us Portal Three. You you know take your time with Half Life Three, take your time with any other three games, but please give me a Portal Three at least. Portal is just so fun. I, it's it's so relaxing. It's just so cool to kind of figure out a puzzle. I just really really love that game. I've also been playing the Dark Souls 3 DLC. Uh, I feel like I'm really, like a little overpowered uh, with, with this. Um, one of the bosses like in Dark Souls 3 DLC, there's two of them, there's Ashes Ash- of Ash- Ariandel and then there's Ring City, right? So I, I did the Ashes of Ariandel. Um, one of the first bosses that you face is like this dude, I forgot the name, I think it's like some sort of defender or some sort of, what, I forgot the name, but it was the dude and like this huge ass wolf, right? I feel like anyone that, like, loves Dark Souls is, like, listening to me see these names. They're like, are you fucking serious right now? How do you not know these names? I know. I'm sorry. But it was, like, uh, it was, like, that dude and the and the wolf. And I, I was able to beat them in one try. Um, I was doing a lot of damage. And, like, I think I, I, again, like, I leveled up, like, crazy, right, at that point. Because Dark Souls 3 was, like, the first Dark Souls I really, really got into. Um, So, obviously, I grind. Like, those was like, one point that I was, like, grinding, like, crazy. And I, I like, leveled up, like, crazy. And that allowed me to... Basically, get to the point where I was at, where I was able to like do so much damage. So that made it easy. So I remember, I, I I did that one. The final boss was a lot harder because there were like three fucking. You had to like kill this boss like three times. Like you have to there's like three phases, right? So the first two phases were like no problem, but the third one would kill me every fucking time, every fucking time. But like in the end, got through that. Like you know, I'm I'm, I'm now I'm playing the Ring City, so I'm just kind of get getting through that area. Ring City apparently is supposed to be a lot better than the Ashes of Arandel DLC. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just in that Dark Souls thing right now. I'm just loving it. Um, talking about Dark Souls, I'm playing Dark Souls Remastered. I was streaming that as well. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered is, uh, is uh, a lot harder. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to say that at the, at the most, at least from what I'm seeing right now. Um, the first two bosses were, were not any issue. Um, but the third boss, the, the gargoyles, oh my God, those, those were annoying. Those were annoying. Um, but like, I'm, I'm definitely going to put that up on, on YouTube as well, but it was, it was, a, it was pretty fun. Like it's. It's still that feeling, you know, when you get that same thing I got when I when I was playing Sekiro, when I would get that kill in the end, when I would finally get that boss after trying and trying and trying. It just, you know, you just you just want to keep going. So I'm definitely gonna keep playing that and keep streaming that here and there. Um, one of, one of my friends and I and a couple of my friends and I we got Rainbow Six Siege because it was really cheap and we've been playing that. And wow, man, it's been a really fun game. Another game that I played alone at at one point, and you know, people were pretty mean to me. Like, like I'll, I'll I'll be straight up. People were like. You know I, I, I don't know, I don't know why people would do that. You will start a game and they just shoot you, like your own teammate. And now they put a thing where they will shoot you. If someone shoots you, they also get damaged and they also like, you know, get put down, get down or, or, or whatever, or they start bleeding out. And like I, like that happens, even now, that happens more times than it doesn't. Like it's really weird. I, that was something that I experienced before. But the only reason it makes it more fun for me now is I have friends in my group. I have like friends in my team. Um, it does happen sometimes here and there. And it's always like for one round. For one round, they'll do that to you. They're like, your own teammate will kill you. And the next round, they're like back to being normal. So I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, if this is like a thing, if that's a sign, or if that's like some weird like uh, way of like greeting you in Rainbow Six Siege, please let me know because I, I just don't get what the point is. But it's a really fun game. When I'm playing it with, with my friends, man, oh my God, it's so fun. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to get one of my friends, Meyer, and I, we'll probably, we'll probably stream it as well on Twitch and Mixer. So it'll be, it'll be really, really fun. I really, really enjoy this game. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty like invested at this point in Rainbow Six Siege. I think, uh, I think now that I have someone to play this game with, I'll keep playing. Uh, and you know, like I want to, I want to try out all the operators. I keep going for the ones that I'm comfortable with, but I want to, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, with a fighting game, usually with Mortal Kombat, I always go for Scorpion just because I'm like, I know his stuff, you know, with Injustice, I usually go for Batman because I'm like, okay, I know his stuff. So I think I need to, I need to start like, you know, getting out of my comfort zone and trying, uh, trying other stuff. Uh, the other game, oh my god, Death Stranding. I've been playing that a lot. I'm like 21 hours in, and I I'm I'm in this game. I'm I'm no, I'm not in this game. I wish I was in this game. Kojima man. I mean, hit me up if you want. But uh, you know, like I I would I, I I do really enjoy this game. I'm invested. I'm playing it properly. I'm 21 hours in. I'm, you know, I'm pretty far into the story. There's just so many gameplay bugs and gameplay issues that either don't make sense or just get like. Sometimes, you know, when you have a bike and you, you, in in this thing, in in this game, you can get a bike at at a certain point in the game, uh, pretty early in the game, actually. And like when you're driving this bike, right, and you have like your stuff with you, sometimes you'll like hit a rock, but it just feels so artificial when you hit the rock. It's literally like, I feel like a lot of videos are are, are about this online as well, but it just feels like, you know, you just hit a wall, even though it's like a tiny rock. And like that would happen like so many times when I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, why am I even taking this fucking like vehicle? There's no point because it, it just it just annoys me so much um sometimes like there'll be like a really really like annoying stuff where you're like cl- climbing something or you're, you're trekking up a mountain and you kind of jump um, and you jump and for some reason your guy just starts like falling even though you're on the mountain it gives you that impression that he's falling down like he's like air and it just kind of just stoops down like quickly just goes down and falls and the baby's crying your packages are every or your packages are damaged and I'm like Like, what the fuck? Like, that makes no sense. You know, like, sometimes it's just like, it's just small, small things like this. You have to keep balancing your, um, your package on the back. So you have to hold R2 to lean right. You have to hold L2 to lean left and you press L2, R2 together to just kind of keep it stable. Right? So sometimes that thing happens way too many times, way too many times. Like no matter, like how low of amount of stuff you have on your back. Sometimes it does it so randomly. Like I'm literally stable. I'm, I'm no jokes. I'm walking in to like a delivery point. I'm walking in and also he'll just start leaning left. And I'm like, okay, lean right. But he'll just keep going and he back into the side of the, of the thing. And he'll be like, oh, like, you know, like make that noise and like your packages start blinking because it's like oh, all your damaging packages. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I was walking straight. Well, I was walking straight. The whole like ground is stable. Obviously you can tell from my voice how annoyed I got at this. but. Uh, it's like completely stable. And I'm like, dude, like, come on, man. Uh, you know, the other thing is that, that sometimes the characters, they they explain way too much or they talk way too much. The amount of times I keep pressing X. I X, I press X, I read it, I press X again. Because I'm just like, dude, like, just give me the packet because I do generally enjoy traversing in this game, right? Obviously, all the annoyances aside, like there's like a, a part where you are, a, a part of the game where you are going through like, hazardous places you know it's pretty tough to get to and you know it feels like like when I get there I'm like damn man that was hard that was challenging and you know obviously then I'll fucking lean right fucking bang into some shit I'm like what the fuck man why'd you do this you know like or or just fucking I'm, I'm jumping and it's like oh you can climb this I'm like oh press x to climb and it fucking just swoops down like like it makes no sense so like you know there's like moments of the game where I'm like dude I just, I just want to go deliver something I'm down I'm genuinely okay with this gameplay like okay no not not the gameplay because I just complain about the gameplay but like as in like the the concept the concept of us taking stuff and delivering it somewhere I'm genuinely okay with that I don't mind that I have no problem not attacking someone and that's another problem that I have with this game so the main thing that you kind of fight against are these things called BTs right it's like these things um I don't even know actually I I can I I can kind of explain a little bit but basically it's like these things from like like the world of the dead almost, like I'll just say that, right? Like they, they're like things in, in your world and they can kind of drag you down in a way into this like weird black tar kind of a thing, Uh, you know, and obviously I'm not going to explain too much, but like you kind of get the gist of it, right? These are like the main things. Uh And the only way you can see them is, is obviously if you have your, um if you have your BB on you, the baby, uh, and you know, like you kind of stand still, you press R1 to kind of scan the environment and you stand still and you can see them pop up, right? So like, a lot of times I've noticed that anywhere I want to go, like if I if you go in a straight line to that spot you need to go, which is obviously usually the best way to go, right? There will be BTs in between. So I've I started going around it, right? And sometimes I'm like, dude, like the amount of times they because you have, as you can imagine, this game is all about delivering. I'm 21 hours in and I'm I still have a ways to go with this game, right? So you deliver a lot of fucking packages. So it's kind of like it get, it does get a little frustrating because I'm like, dude, the the main main adversity or like the main enemy in the game should be the the trekking should be me getting from here to there should be me trying to figure out I'm like, should I put a ladder here should I rope it down from here should I go around this thing should I take a bike should I take a car or should I take this obviously don't take any vehicles because it fuck gets really fucking annoying but you know that I, I thought that was like the main thing when I get to BT I'm like oh like this again. And usually I, I just I just go around. You can always stealth in between them, but it does get a little frustrating because sometimes, again, it's like uh, maybe it's what I'm noticing. Sometimes it feels like it doesn't really notice the BTS at the right time or or, or sometimes it's like because of this BT is like on your left and right. The thing that tells you it's on your left or right will like go to the one that's the closest to you. Right. So if if you even inch towards the other one, they like kind of grab you or whatever, like this, like weird animation starts where they kind of like try like to try to grab you. And, you know, you, you can lose all your packages in, like, all that tar thing and everything. It gets really frustrating. But, like, you know, I I do try to kind of get through it by by stealthing. But a lot of times what I'm doing now is just taking the long way around. Like, long way around and then just kind of going there. Because I'm just like, yo, I'm done with this BT thing. And I'm just like, dude, uh, come on, man. You don't need to fucking put BT, like, everywhere. Like, sometimes you just deliver a package. Like, there are moments when... That they they will have like a when you're delivering like a package right you have to like deliver something and it'll be like you you made it there you kind of went through all this you know BTs and once in a while these BT moments or whatever once in a while fine you know you made it through these BTs you made it through this like crazy weather crazy weather effects or whatever you get to your get to your spot and now you have to go back to another spot right okay that's cool like you're making your way back and then they'll also they like a music will start playing and you're like wow this is so cool the game looks awesome you know you feel like you achieved something. And then it's like, oh, no, wait, there's a BT BT area. So the music stops all of a sudden and you're like, man, like on the way there, I get it. On the way there, you have to go to the BT like area. Okay, fine. I get it. But on the way back, you're giving me like this serene, like this amazing atmospheric vibe. You're giving this awesome music playing by Low Roar. You know, you're like, wow, I made it there. It was so tough. You know, people put like really, really cool emotions. And that's one thing I love about how the multiplayer aspect works. Um, but like, you know, they give you that cool like, kind of like stuff there and you know, you've made it. And now you're going back and the music is playing. You're like, oh, awesome. And BT, like, fuck. Right. Uh, like, it's just I don't know, maybe maybe I'm the only one that, that thought about this. Like, I definitely don't think it's like a five out of ten or six out of ten or whatever the reviewers, some of the reviewers gave them. Um, I definitely don't think this is a ten out of ten either. Hundred percent. This is more like this is easily like a really, really awesome eight out of ten. And I'm, I'm generally enjoying this. I do want to know about the stories. I love the characters, I love the people, right? That's the thing. It's just small, small things that I feel like if, if they maybe had more time or or something, it, it might have been a bit better. The multiplayer aspect of it is so cool. Like once you put like once you get to a certain spot or certain place, uh you can put them on, on on a network, which is called the Carl Network. Once you put them on the network, right, um it basically lets you see anything that anyone else has created, if they put a ladder there, if they made a bridge, if they made a highway. And you know, some areas, like once you put them on network, become so easy to traverse through because of everything that people created. And I can remember like there was one track that I was like getting to, like it was so tough to get there. I was like, man, this is so tough. This, Like I don't have my ladders. I don't have any ropes. I have nothing. I get there and right at the the top, there's like, you can put uh, emojis almost, right? And this emoji was like, like, as I was climbing up, it kept saying, you can do it, I believe in you, you can do it, I, can, I believe in you, something like that, right, and it was just so perfectly placed by whoever put it, and I was like, and, you know, like, as I was doing it, I'm like, man, this is awesome, like, I kept pushing through, I'm like, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, I got there, you know, and, like, it was like, yeah, thumbs up, you know, and everything like that, you, like, you, like, you can give people likes and stuff like that, and I, I was like, damn, like, this is such, like, overall, in terms of concept, it was such a good idea, like, Hiro Kojima did come up with an amazing idea, but I'm, like, looking at it, I'm like, dude, this, if you just maybe gave this game six more months or maybe a year, I think it would have been like way, way better. If these small gameplay issues, right? The the talking and me skipping over the talking stuff, or at least like me reading through the text like really, really quickly, that's me. Right? Maybe that's me, right? Maybe a lot of people don't have like any issues. Uh maybe I'm the only one that's like, okay, you're you're like you're explaining you're explaining way too much. Like right? sometimes you kind of get the whole thing, but they take like another like five minutes, explain the same thing that you already got, right? And I'm just like, dude, can I can, can you just give me a package? Like, you know, like, I, I just wanna get out of here. So like, I think like, I think this game was, it, it's it's definitely a really, really cool game. Definitely really, really good game. It's definitely a game worth the price it is now, because I think it's like in Canada, it's like 39.99. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure in US it's even cheaper than that. So like for that price, yeah, I mean, it, it's really, really worth it. I think it's actually a really, really fun game. It's, it's, it's got me invested it's not even that like I'm like forcing myself to play it I'm I, you know I'm, I don't get paid or anything for any of, of the of this stuff right this is just stuff that I enjoy doing so for me like the fact that I'm still invested when I have all these other games that I could play you know i'm I'm like fully fully invested i I'm, I am like enjoying it I just wish i just wish those small small things were just taken apart like they just the gameplay elements if they were just fixed a little bit a little bit more refined, Oh, my God. But like music and everything, everything, the way it comes together. Oh, my God. Like I have low roar on repeat on my Spotify as well. Like It's just so well done. And this kind of actually goes into the unputdownable topic for the week. So we're kind of back uh, with, with this with this section. I just I need to put some jingles in this. I feel like that was a very bad transition. I should I, I need to put like a cool jingle or like a very sudden noise that might scare everyone and might want you to like. It might blow your eardrum. Obviously, that's not my plan. I don't want to do that. I apologize. I already, I'm going to cut that out. But, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk about this mainly because both these games are now out, right? Uh, And I think like, it's just kind of talking about how some games I think are judged unfairly. So like the main topic for this section is, were Days Gone and Death Stranding really that bad? Now, I've talked about Death Stranding for quite a while now, um, and from what I've seen, you know... I definitely think it's not as bad as a lot of people think it to be, right? A lot of people were expecting a game like Metal Gear Solid, a lot of people were expecting a game that was, uh, you know, about stealth and that was a little over the top. This game is over the top, by the way, let me tell you that, but, you know, that Metal Gear Solid over the top and had those very, you know, the the generic third person action shooting game that we've kind of expected, right, from, from Hideo Kojima and his team. So like the fact that this game is is so different from that, I think that's what another reason that people were just so upset by it. And I I do understand that one of the reasons was basically because if people were misled, we didn't know what the game was until like October or like September or whenever Gamescom was, right? So I think that was in a way unfair. I think they should, you know, you should be honest. You should be honest. Look, if your game is this different, like be honest from the beginning. Like, why would you lead on, lead your fans on, right? Don't lead your fans on and then be like, oh, this is what you expected from me? No, no, that's not it. This is it, right? Because if they came out and said that, no, this is not like Metal Gear Solid, this is like completely different, you know? And instead, all you hear about was like, you know, the actors like Matt Mikkelsen and Norman is being like, it's about connecting the world. It's about this. And you're like, okay, but what? Like, no, what's it about? Is it like RPG? Is it an action game? You know, like that's kind of what us gamers want to know. The ones that will actually buy this game and play it. So I think that that was one of the reasons that it was rated or it wasn't looked upon as highly. Um, having played it for as long as I have, I definitely don't think it's as bad. Um, the one that I do want to talk about more about is Days Gone. And Days Gone, I had very similar issues, right? Like gameplay was so rough, right? There was so many issues with gameplay. Sometimes it's just like annoyances, but like overall, the game was definitely a, 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 again an eight out of ten. It was like similar to Death Stranding. It was it, I know that they've worked on the game quite a bit and it's working a lot better now, but it was generally a fun game. And I think uh, it, I think the problem is that we came into 2019 after 2018, right? And the reason I'm saying that is because in 2018, um, Sony or the, or, or, or the PS4 uh, owners, PS4 customers, we got two amazing games, right? Actually, to say three actually. We got Detroit Become Human, which is a great game, right? For people who like enjoy uh, Quantic Green stuff. We got God of War, which is arguably one of the best games of all time. And this is not just me saying it. This is literally, like, said by everyone. And we got Spider-Man, which is Sony's best-selling exclusive of all time, right? These are the three games we got in 2018, right? I know, obviously, we got other stuff. We got Nino Kuni. We got um, Yakuza. We got, like, other stuff. I, did we get Nino Kuni? I think that was the last year. But whatever. We got, like, you know, we got our oh, judgment, I should say. We got, like, a bunch of other games, too, right, that were only on, that was only on, on PlayStation. But... Coming from that, that like that sort of a a year, we have days gone right. We get days gone, and people are like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" Right? Like they're they were expecting something, something in the line of of maybe uncharted ish. Right? They were like talking about how the bike and the bike thing was pretty cool. Like you know, you do need to take care of your bike. Like upgrading your bike was definitely like a really really cool thing uh, when you get to it. So I think like, it, but like because it was so rough around the edges, and because the story was also it was okay it was very generic, it was okay, it wasn't anything special. Um, the, the loop wasn't really there. There was like, you know, like it, a lot of the side missions or a lot of the extra stuff that you could do, I just never found any reason to do it. That's, that's what I felt, right? I just kind of want, I just kept going. I still put like, I, I played the game for like 20, 30, 40 hours, maybe. I played the game for quite a bit, right? But it just, it just wasn't like hitting the right spots. It just wasn't playing the way I think a lot of people thought it would. But, in, but the way that people perceived it, I think that's why a lot of you, you kind of saw that on Metacritic, right? People were rating it, like all their critics were rating it pretty low, but then you have users, right? Rating it really, really high. And, uh, you know, I think it was just an issue of Days Gone and Death Stranding following both God of War and Spider-Man, right? And Days Gone, I, I it's still acceptable because Sony Bend hasn't really, you know, made a game in a while. I think the last game was, was Uncharted, the Golden Abyss for the PS Vita. So, right, they haven't really come up with a new game or made a new game in a while. And this is kind of them exploring um, the PS4 for the first time as well. So coming from that, I'm like, you know what? They did a good job if Days Gone 2 does come out, which it will because Days Gone sold, I think, more than Death Stranding, which is unfortunate for, you know, Sony in terms of how much money they probably invested in Death Stranding and whether or not that money could have actually gone to Days Gone. And that's obviously another... That's uh, a conversation for another episode, I think. But, you know, Days Gone sold a lot. And they even came out with, like, these crazy sales figures and stuff like that. And, like, Days Gone 2 definitely will be in the works because of that. And I'm pretty excited for that, right? I I, I think it was just unfortunate that they had to follow up such amazing games. And they just came out almost broken, in a way. You know, like, when God of War Spider-Man came out, nowhere, I, I, and, like, seriously, always there were, like, issues here and there. There might be glitches here and there. But you would not hear so many people talking about, oh, God of War is so glitchy. Oh my God, like I get stuck on this rock all the time. Oh my God, this, that, oh my God, that. Like, where's Days Gone and, and Death Stranding both had that issue. And I think that was, I think both those games honestly needed more time. Both those games needed to still be worked on, um, still be kept under development for a while, but Sony just wanted to get these games out because they knew for 2020, they want The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima to come out this year, right? So I think because of that, Sony was like, "No, you need. We have no choice. You need to make this game come out. These games come out in twenty nineteen because twenty twenty is for Last of Us and and Ghost of Tsushima, right? So I, that's kind of what my thought process is. And like you can see that if they honest, like like I said, Man Death Stranding is an eight out of ten. But to be honest, if they all the things that I kind of went crazy about right now when I was talking about it, honestly, I think like they could easily have made this a, a nine or a ten out of ten game very easily. It was just very, very small fixes. If they made those, it would it would be a great game. Like, it already is a great game. It would be, like, an amazing game, you know? So, like, it, it, it's just unfortunate that a lot of times these these big companies do kind of push out these games. And that's not kind of why I was talking about earlier about Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima and maybe Iron Man VR. It's like, like man, if they, if they need more time, I know the PS5 is coming out. But if they need more time, just give them more time. Because, you know, when these games come out bad, like... Like Days Gone came out bad, but like they worked on it and it was fine. And I think Days Gone was at least honest with people or customers about what it was from the beginning, right? The problem with Death Stranding was that no one knew what it was until like literally like a month or so before before it came out. And then everyone just talked about it as oh, you're just a delivery dude, you're just an Uber delivery guy. And it is so much more than that, right? That is like the overall concept. But it is way, way more than that, right? And like, it's hard for me to like explain it or like, obviously I can't explain like what you do in the game in a way, but it's past that it is a little hard to kind of get people on board unless they actually see the game and try the game themselves, right? But days gone from from a while back, we already saw the gameplay. We already saw what you're doing. We already saw that it was a third person action game, right? We already saw that you have a bike, you got to ride and stuff, right? So people knew, people were like, yeah, this is a very generic game. It might not be the best amazing game or whatever out there, but it, it'll, it'll, it'll do the trick and it'll do the job for now. Where Death Stranding, everyone was like, yo, what the fuck is this game? And even in my case, I pre-ordered that game, but I canceled my pre-order because I was like, okay, like this game is coming out, but I wanna buy um, a Pokemon instead. I'm just gonna buy Pokemon instead because I'm just gonna let this game come out, let people take it out, see some gameplay, and then I'll decide. And I, I, made, it, I made the right cho- a choice, I feel, because I got this game a lot cheaper. I should say my, my girlfriend got this game a lot cheaper and then she gifted it to me, right? So, like, I think, like, that was, like, the main issue, and it's unfortunate how some games like this, like Days Gone and Death Stranding, uh, basically have this cloud around them just because of what happened the year before, and just because they came in a bit of an unfinished state. And I feel like because of that, they are genuinely being judged unfairly, and, you know, being looked upon as as these, like, really, really horrible games, and Death Stranding, honestly, like, was on on both sides, right? People were giving it 5 out of 10, people were getting it 10 out of 10, it was... It was so divisive because I think people could see what the the whole the cool thing about this game was and how interesting it was. Um, and on the other end, people were just like, like, you know, too annoyed by the glitches, too annoyed by the fact that you just have to deliver patches all the time, too annoyed by the fact that the characters might be talking too much, you know, stuff like that. So I think that's like a lesson in general for game development that, you know what, if if a game needs more time, game needs more time, maybe you should work on this. Maybe they should go through more quality assurance. then. It you know, maybe maybe Sony should also like use some of that death running money because when you play when you play this game, trust me. Trust me when I say that, you see where the money is spent, man. Like you see like it you can tell that there this, there was a lot of money spent on this game. So in my in my brain I keep thinking I'm like yo, what if this money was spent on, on Days Gone? What if this money was spent on uh on, on uh on God of War, like for God of War two? I know they got they probably spent a lot of got money on God of War already, but like maybe this extra money that they spend on celebrity and stuff like that maybe they use that on god of war or something instead what, what that could do right and that's kind of where my mind goes so obviously it doesn't mean that like you know people will produce bad games just because they're spending like crazy spending money like crazy but that was like just maybe just a thought that i had you know just because of the glitches and the issues that i, I constantly kept seeing with this game and then with that we will definitely we should end this episode i think I I think I rambled a little bit too much about Death Stranding there, but I do enjoy that game, and if you, I mean, I think you should try it out if you wanna, if you wanna pick up a game, especially since it's on sale. It's not a bad buy. It's a pretty interesting game, but obviously take everything I have said. um, If you do go go and purchase it, like you know, remember everything I have said because you know don't go in thinking that it's gonna be Metal Gear Solid Six or something like that. It's not. It's not one of those games. You know, it's not like that. Uh, Watch some gameplay. Watch some reviews watch some YouTubers kind of talk about it and then you can kind of make an informed decision. Um, if you want to reach, reach out to me, please message me or email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. You can also tweet at me, uh, join me on Twitch. Uh, join me on Mixer, join me on, uh, on uh, like on my podcast platforms or, or message me on Instagram, stuff like that. All the links and social media links, all that stuff will be in the description. So you can check that out below. I hope everyone is staying safe, staying indoors, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.